0: and you are tuned in to Top of
1: the Draw with your host Stephen Lounge as he covers the very best in Scottish professional wrestling. So without further ado, it's time
0: to draw... The
1: Raffle! Welcome to Tuck of the Draw 18. This is going to be a short and sweet intro. This week show is with uh, Alan Smith of Discovery Wrestling and he was joined when we were doing, when we were having a chat by Mr Darren Goss, commentator extraordinaire and leader of the Goss dynasty and other places. And it was really good. We chatted for probably about half an hour before I was like, should we actually hit record at some point? And then we finished up. We just kept talking wrestling. So Discovery really is a company that puts its fans at the forefront and you'll hear that through the chat in terms of where they see themselves, decisions they make, the things they look out for and what they've got planned. You hear Alan stress throughout it about how important their next show in September is going to be and if you look at the card already, absolutely stacked and as you'll hear in this special little match announcement which first for this show and very pleased that was willing to Give me that after a little badger as you'll hear on it. But a really fun chat. So you find Disco at, at Disco Wrestling on Twitter, at Discovery Wrestling on Facebook. And I'm sure they look at Instagram, but I've not looked and I'm in a bit of a rush. So have a look at them. Um for the show, find me at Tuck of the Draw on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and like wherever you give wherever you get your podcast from, give it a like or a review, depending on what that platform offers. Uh, really does help with algorithms, etc. And again, same on my posts, uh, even if, well, just give things a like. It just helps with boosting things and helping get more eyes on it and get more people hearing the stories, like last week's We Coach Trips, which I'm really pleased to hear everybody's really enjoyed and how all that went. So, here we go, here's the show a wee bit ahead of, because we've kind of planned this around being around the anniversary show. Yeah. I had ahead of it was September when it's actually in November. So just under four years ago, yes, um, you came up with the idea of Discovery Wrestling. So where did the genesis of Discovery Wrestling come from?
2: Well, the, the, the kind of idea from Discovery came from um, my business partner, Alex, and myself. Um, we've been doing other things within wrestling for a few years, uh, and and we've both gotten to a point in our lives where I'd actually... Well, we're both going through like, quite a difficult kind of personal time. Um, and he'd just lost his dad. His dad had just passed. And um, so he'd been taking a, a lot of time out. And, 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 and of course, he would take that kind of thing really, really hard. So um, just trying to be a friend. To him, we'd meet up, you know, and, and just, just talk. And we'd just talk wrestling. Yeah. And then, as you do, if you're sitting there talking about wrestling, you go, oh, wouldn't it be interesting if, if, you know, a promotion did something this way? Or a business work like this way, yeah. You know, and then and then it just kind of grew from there, from like ideas of how things perhaps can happen, or trying to do things slightly differently from from everyone else, yeah. Just to give it a go and to go right, okay. Well, that 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 could work, you know. So it came from just a you know, interestingly, just like just a really kind of weird period in both our lives at the same point where we're going through a really difficult personal time, yeah. And actually talking about wrestling was something that kind of got us healthy, through and, yeah. and kept us, gave us both something to kind of focus on and, and trying to look towards and go, actually, all right, let's give this a go, do you know, and let's, let's, um and, and how can we make it different from perhaps what others are doing, yeah. you know, how, how can we do it, you know, certainly behind the scenes of different ways of kind of working things and, and treating people and, and all this type of stuff, we're going to try it like this. Yeah. um You know, we could, I, we could, we, we could get to show one and it could be a total failure. And then that's it. It's done. We've had one show, and we've totally blown everything. And it's gone. Yeah. You know, like like okay. At least we gave it a go, kind yeah, of you thing. Gave that a try and yeah, it. but yeah, I would never have wanted to be in a position where like here we are, like so many years on, and and going. I wish I'd, I wish we'd gone for it. I wish we would tried something. Yeah. Um. And as it happens, like we gave it. We, we had that. We had a big launch show, and we we'll learned a lot from that one show that one event um, and perhaps shown us that um, maybe some of the ideas we have about how things work maybe they don't quite work and some of the things that we tried to do did work right. and did give us something to run with and it was an iron runner, it certainly gave us a kind of grounding for it. Right, okay if we're going to keep doing this this is how we do it and and, and here we are like almost four years on uh, from that first show yeah. and, and discovery is going
1: very very strongly. Is there anything kind of immediately jumps to your head, or something that you did the first show you like? actually won't do that again. Or something that went well that you didn't expect to that you right, no, let's, let's keep that going.
2: Yeah, I mean, we we thought like let's go big as a launch. Like let's launch in a kind of big, big way. Yeah. And and I think we just kind of maybe overshot the mark a bit, maybe right. a, a bit too much too soon. Um, certainly, a show showed the size of our first show, realizing that how many people you need working on it and and all this kind of stuff certainly learned a lot about actual promoting and and promoting a show and and getting word out there and and you know um the marketing of it as well you know it was a it was a big big push for the for the size of crowd we got and it was just like okay like then you then then it really does hit home that you need more than just like big names attached to a show to tra- attract people in you need a lot more to yeah. go around it you can't just rely on going hey look we've got like xyz former wwe star on our show you need to have something to back that up
1: so at, at that time four years ago because at the moment in the general edinburgh area uh-huh. there's like reckless and more West westlovians that's quite a bit out of this centre i've never been running the mearson scout for a number of years i'm not aware of was there anybody else was, apart from like the odd icw show that was coming in was there anybody running edinburgh
2: at that time or? yeah i mean i think there were i mean there, there were, like there wasn't there was there wasn't like one company that was running like like every single month in edinburgh right. or every couple of months in Edinburgh. there was a couple i mean um yeah i mean icw had uh, a venue in edinburgh uh, and, um it? yeah and i um, think there was, was it was a city nightclub hosted wrestling a few I, times I, I, during the fringe. yeah um and, and and then there was another another wrestling company as well who can operate kind of out around that area but i think they, they i think they just kind of did a couple of times a year in edinburgh right. so there wasn't anything that you know there there were promotions that came into edinburgh and, and did one or two shows a year but there wasn't any one promotion that could be Probably like we are based here yeah. and we run here all the time ah. and and that that was kind of part of our thinking about why why edinburgh because neither of us live in edinburgh right. uh, certainly when we launched uh, discovery um, Uh, Both uh, myself and Alex. Stop this right (laughs) now.
1: But then, on that, the reason I ask on that is that in the the West of Scotland, there's a number of different companies Mm -hmm. doing all different variances of style of different shows that they're putting on. But it does mean there is a nucleus of wrestling fans that will go to all the different types of shows. Yeah. So, if you're starting in Edinburgh, there isn't really that. You're kind of there's wrestling fans, but it's mostly going to be WWE fans or yeah. like indie fans have like watch like Ring of Honor and things like that online but there wouldn't be that kind of familiarity with people who've got into the habit of going to shows on a regular basis so I suppose yeah. that's something you've had to build over a certain amount of time yeah, because I would say there's quite a large number of the crowds to see at your shows I don't really see many other places.
2: Yeah I mean we we got a warning when we started when we, we said you know Discovery's launching our first shows in Edinburgh but two other three people that we knew within the business who worked for that like who promoted elsewhere in the country yeah. um, and said, um, don't do Edinburgh, you'll never draw in Edinburgh.
1: Right. That's the
2: one warning we got was, you'll never draw in Edinburgh. Edinburgh is not a wrestling city, Yeah. you know? And it was just like, okay, so we, you know, obviously cautious when, when, when two or three people are telling you that Edinburgh is not a wrestling city, yeah. you know? And it's like, that's perhaps why it doesn't have its kind of own promotion. That's why people may be just dipping in and out of Edinburgh rather yeah. than kind of like, this is where we are all the time. This is the one city that we do um and perhaps you know certainly that time when we when we launched the first show and the first show was was difficult to get the numbers that we got in yeah um and and that was right. okay and we did you know like show two show three show four notice that the ticket sales the people who were coming in were actually people from out with right And because obviously like the market you do a lot of marketing online it's on yeah. Facebook it's Twitter uh, and, and, and people are being attracted to our shows from outside of Edinburgh, coming into Edinburgh. Yeah. But now that we find like four years on, there's definitely a swell of kind of um, in Edinburgh of, of wrestling fans, there's definitely a crowd now in Edinburgh that I don't think was perhaps there before. Yeah. Um, uh, and and it, could, it could just be that, that, there is, that there's more wrestling happening in Edinburgh than ever before. And, and that's perhaps why, you know, yeah. like, cause obviously, you know, we, we are there, uh, you know, we do eight, nine shows in Edinburgh every single year. You've got the other companies who, who, who do Edinburgh once or twice a year. And yeah. now, now Ring of Honor have decided that yeah. Edinburgh is a place where they want to do their thing. Then
1: yeah. Ring of Honor, but they've probably seen the success of the guys that you've used. Yeah. Who are prime, like a big core of their roster. So the likes of the elite Cody. Um, even the likes a Flip Gordon, Martin, yeah. etc. We've seen all those guys. For us. It would yeah. you sell yeah. out the yeah. a couple of times. And then they probably looked at it and went, well, we know our guys have draws in that city. Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. something that they could go to and run the same venue. If somebody sees another poster, because of have had a good experience at your show, uh-huh. you see another poster in an event with those guys on it, people are going to go along. Go, oh, yeah.
2: Yeah. But them. there is actually a story that kind of goes along with that. It's right. uh. Right. It's uh, it's one of those like when we had uh, the elite with us because we we we've, we've been using young bucks for years. Aye. Like the young bucks have been you know in discovery the shows first when first
1: few shows, like
2: we did a community center. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like we had the young bucks. We had the young bucks in a community center in Edinburgh. Like when you if you think about that now you you know go like four years ago and you think about what the bucks are doing just now and you're like well, we had the young bucks in a community center yeah. in Edinburgh. You, you think you're crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know but. Um, but because we've always had it, uh, maintained this really good relationship with them um, that w- the, the elite show like they, they, they basically just got in touch with us and said look we want to organise a UK tour, um, would you guys up for being, just doing something for us in Scotland yeah. they're like yeah absolutely they said there's only one condition and I said what's mm-hmm. that they said we're going to have to bring someone with us this time and I was just like okay uh, who, who are you thinking and they went oh Kenny Kenny, <laughs> wants to, Kenny wants to come and do this tour with us and we're like yeah, sure. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, if he wants to come along, uh-huh. yeah, fine. We'll, we'll make something work, you know. Uh, so do you we had that. that if you twist it on? Yeah, we'll yeah. take the guy
1: who's just one of the greatest. Absolutely. If if he wants to do thing. it
2: for experience, then uh, <laughs> so uh, he. Uh, um, so that uh, it was that show, like the Corn Exchange. That was the first time we'd, we we had the main hall of the Corn Exchange, which was when we started. You always have like a, a, a kind of five year kind of plan, yeah. like a lot of people do, and go okay, within five years, you know. We'll decide if it's been working or not, if we can achieve the following. Yeah. And one of the big, big goals for us was right, okay, let's sell out a massive venue in Edinburgh within five years, you know, build up to something. Uh, and the Corn Exchange really was the best suited yeah. kind of big venue for us. So it was okay. And within five years, let's do the main exchange at the Corn Exchange and see if we can sell it out yeah. within five years. This was year three, like, this was early year three. And they were coming over, and was like, okay. And you spoke to the Con Exchange. We had a good relationship with the Corn Exchange. Uh, got the main exchange, and we had just over a 1,000 people, it was, on a Wednesday night. Yeah, was a you know, mid-week. in case you missed
1: it. It was a Wednesday night. It was Wednesday night. There were very few shows that run through yeah. a week. So but, you get it in yeah. there.
2: But actually, midweek show. I mean, we've, we've done midweek shows before. We've done Thursday night shows. Aye. And actually, the Thursday night shows sold really well in terms of crowd numbers. Um, I think it's because no one else has... Uh, running, there's running no, there's
1: midweek there's,
2: there's no other kind of football on there's no you know there's nothing else on yeah um and and actually and, and for the wrestlers the wrestlers availability is a lot easier because you're not competing we're with not other shows anything, for them aye. so actually if you could say, run you know this person's doing a tour on, in the UK they're doing Friday Saturday Sunday you go well we're doing Thursday I can't, I can't come over there. so like we did the Wednesday and it was really good and and we sat down with the the, the bucks um, and said we said to them about look anytime ring of honor come into the uk they always kind of do like three dates in england and call it a uk tour right and it's just like you know if they want if they wanted to kind of do something in scotland yeah like we would love to work with them and maybe do something in Edinburgh in the Corn exchange and do maybe a joint kind yeah. of thing or have us involved in some sort of way yeah and they were like yeah definitely we'll put it to them and uh, the next thing we know like ring of honor announcing a show for the edinburgh con exchange yeah. And we're like, well, hang on a minute. Where was our, Where was our car? And we, we, you know, we got in touch with the Bucks, and they didn't. Yeah. They didn't really know what was that they'd done that and 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 whatever else. But it was certainly, it's kind of, it's, it's good in a way. The fact that before, like, obviously Edinburgh wasn't seen as kind of being a wrestling city. Yeah. But now, you know, Ring of Honor are attracted to it, and and you know not the biggest
1: they came in and they're coming back again well they're doing um, it twice this year yeah, so, that's twice. so i mean it's good in a way i
2: mean like obviously this is the kind of quality of wrestling that we've been trying to bring people you know yeah. that's why we you know the kind of the people we bring in yeah um but obviously they now they're they're kind of just coming into edinburgh and doing it so you're like oh well okay now, yeah. and it's awesome that they're doing the corn exchange but at the same time it makes us kind of rethink what we do yeah because you know they're they're a, they're a company which is kind of owned by a billion dollar company you know and we're like at the very root of what independent wrestling is we've got yeah. you know we've got no corporate ties we've got no kind of like paying sponsors or anything like this the the only tie we have is like us in the audience So yeah. you don't get more independent than that it's just like we answer to the audience and that's it you know that, that that's the only kind of connection there is so we rely on every single ticket sale yeah. to keep us going as an independent promotion um so like like going into the Corn exchange I mean I love the Corn exchange it's such a beautiful venue and it's so well set up for it and I, I'd love to do the Corn exchange more but like uh, I think if I think if I laid it out in terms of the costs involved in putting a show on yeah. at the Corn exchange people would be shocked in terms of everything that goes into making it work and happen yeah. for a for a, a wrestling company that's owned by a billion dollar company it's a drop in the ocean it's no yeah. problem for them for us, it's just like holy smokes. Yeah, and when wonderful. and you see the ticket prices like if if you go to an yeah. narrow H kind of gonna show in Edinburgh, it's like what I don't know, eighty pounds for front row or something. Nah. If we try to charge that for one of our shows, we know that like people people can be an uproar. Uh-huh. I know we've kinda of had experiences in the past when we've maybe tried to charge a little bit more so we can make it more comfortable I for us to cover everything cool, and man. people weren't happy. Yeah. So I mean I would love to like I mean I would love to kinda of do the corn exchange more. But if you've got like someone like Ring of Honor going in there like twice a year, yeah, then it's just like well, like would it make sense for us to go back and do it you know go back in there when do you know they've got all this they've got like such a big financial backing yeah. that they could provide like this you know the massive led screen lighting light type of entertainment because people would then if we announce we're doing the Edmonton Exchange people would expect the same level of that production yeah. and it's just like as an independent company it's just not possible unless we are said Stephen Louch if you want to come to the show you're 100 pounds you know and it's like right. we 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 try our best to kind of yeah, we'll get 100 pounds know, so. <laughs> <laughs> we we try and find that kind of balance between yeah. like um affordability for people and quality shows and, and and this is this is I think why 2018's been a really interesting year for us cuz we're really trying to nail that balance this yeah. year this year's been l- less about going okay we're going to do this massive show at the corner exchange it's just like this year and we're gonna bring in this guy and we're to, it's just like this year be more about like, okay, you've seen us for the past few years, you're getting yeah. familiar with what we do and the quality we can provide and the quality of, uh, of events we put on. Um, and and hopefully people have never kind of felt shortchanged when they leave one of our shows. And, and so we're now kind of going, right, this is our guys. These are co- the core roster that, you, you know, we announce a show, yeah. you know, they're gonna be there. You know, you're gonna be entertained. Doesn't matter who else joins the show, but these are. So this is what we'd be trying to, Trying to achieve this year.
1: And I think a change as well is that the UK guys are becoming their own stars. Oh, yeah. Because it's something I noticed having a look through, because I started coming, my first show I was at was early March last year. The thing I did notice is in terms of the guys that you picked as your headlines, etc. So we've seen the likes of uh, Joe Coffey was the ICW champion, mm. but Lewis Gavin and it likes it mentioned by, he's mentioned that and Aspen's mentioned on here, he's 666 day reign. Yeah. Him and Aspen both spoke very highly about getting the opportunities for you guys and that's where they've now felt, they're now seen as some of the, like, the must-book talent on any shows for the differences of what they can do in terms of serious wrestlers. Yeah. But also as well, we've seen yesterday they're more fun, like yeah. we've seen with their version of the show that they're putting on. Is they're putting in more of the fun characters as well. And mm-hmm. that's what they felt they were able to grow on Discovery. Yeah. So it's something you said there earlier as well really about giving people the opportunities to come up and grow that maybe not the faces see elsewhere and make your own discovery stars. Yeah. So was that one of the things from early on that you thought I want to make a this is about keeping our guys different?
2: Yeah, well it's 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 trying to build a unique mix of wrestlers. Um yes, there'll be like a handful of wrestlers you can see in other promotions, um. But in terms of the mix of, of guys, because like we don't we don't have our own training school, we don't have like uh, people we're bringing through ourselves. Yeah. So in a way, you kind of you you are almost in a position where you can kind of cherry pick in a way and go, okay, I like their style, I like their style, you know. And it doesn't matter to us like where about in the country they're from. It doesn't matter to us where about in the UK they're from. It's just like if if you because we get. We get people like every day like the discovery inbox like half a dozen to a dozen yeah. messages from wrestlers looking to work with us and sending us their footage and material and stuff and if you know we get a chance to kind can of look at it and go actually that guy's an interesting you know like he's got an interesting look and he can work and and all this kind of stuff his matches that he sent us are great you know the, he would really mix it up well with so and so yeah um and and perhaps isn't seen often up here, which is also, you know, maybe yeah. a kind of plus point for wrestlers from down south who yeah. who don't get up here very often. So it allows us to kind of build this unique, uh, a unique roster. Uh, I mean we've we work very closely with, with Reckless and, and we get, you know, there's a few guys from from Reckless who've appeared on our events, like Michael Chase, the Doris, the headbanders have been involved a couple of times. Yeah. Um, you know, and then you look further south there's to Carlisle and to Target I think Target are just uh, killing it like they have been for years like I've been down at a couple of Target shows yeah. and the crowd's so hot down at Target like they, they're hot for everything that, that happens there but getting the chance to see guys like Shady Nattris, um, you know just as his a persona and his you know cowardly bad guy kind of thing that he does there's nobody I've not no, seen no, many no, people do it better you know no, the, no, no, I
1: think that him um, and it's something I really noticed is in in the wrestling these days. If you've got enough tenure with a place, mm-hmm. you become a good guy by default because the fans have seen you putting on really good matches for a certain amount of time. Shady is still the number one bad guy in Carlisle because it's just he knows how it, to do it. it. You it, know, he just knows how to be absolutely unlikable. Yeah. Um. So, much, so many bad
2: guys these days. It's just like I'm going to be the cool bad guy. I'm going to be like I'm going to be the bad guy that sells t-shirts. Yeah you know, and it's as just like, says, well, I hate wrestling fans yeah, simple, <laughs> simple things, you know, um, but like, you know, you've got Shady, and then there's uh, obviously Josh Terry from there, you look further north, obviously Aspen um, started with WrestleZone, and that's where he learned his, his craft of WrestleZone, yeah. and, you know, like, we've had, like, Damien from WrestleZone, and Sean Johnson from WrestleZone, and, and, a, and a couple of the other guys as well, um, and, and even on the show at the weekend, like Nathan North. Yeah. and uh, Zach Dynamite, so you know, it, it's it's just trying to mix things up and go, okay, uh, perhaps fans down in Edinburgh haven't seen this guy, this guy, this guy, but we'll put them in with guys that you do know,
1: yeah.
2: and then you'll get an experience of them, and then you tell us, you know, you tell us, it's, yeah. like, it's like, I really like them, I want to see them back, yeah. and it's just like, okay, you tell us, and we give the guys the chance to go out there, um, make an impression on, on, on the Discovery crowd, to the point where, okay, that really worked. People really wanted them back. You know, people. People really reacted that. People didn't want to see Sherry back because he was such a bad guy. Yeah. So it's just like, okay, he was such a bad guy. Well, bring
1: him back. Yeah, <laughs> you he know. Comes back and people just want to see him get yeah. on the because he's got to be the guys that they do. It, they have taken, like, yeah. the tumble, etc. So yeah. it's about
2: it's about like trying to give people, you know, some something that they, they won't find anywhere else, and it's yeah. just, and you could do that just by bringing in a unique mix of, of wrestlers that you know people you'll you recognize these guys being from this roster these guys being from this company these guys yeah. being from this company but we bring them all together in this one and they so like get matches that you well, won't
1: see things different and yeah. you see the things you're not going to see yeah. um because one of the things that I, I got asked about was about like the disco darby this year yeah so again we're talking about running against the grain everybody says don't run shows in january yeah we're like uh, we're going to put a show in in January, uh, and we're going to fill it with people you don't really know. Yeah. There's a mixture of guys. So there were some people in there who had been there before, so like DCt's wrestled before, and um, somebody the, like the, I can't remember who was in it now. But <laughs> <laughs> so it was January. I've been to forty one shows since. Right, uh, okay. I've got an excuse uh, running out, forgetting who's been on where. But there was a different kind of, different roster of guys came in. So that's like seeing she then as an experienced guy, was kind of. Mm-hmm. The, Kind of bring general kind of thing in the match and kind of hold it together as it went through, but that was a chance as well. Then to see different people and then we've seen some of the people from that match start to kind of come back and do different stuff with mm-hmm. that. So was that a good? What made you decide right? When you run a show in January?
2: I, I don't see why not. And I, I know like people say, don't do January because we've just had Christmas. Yeah. Uh, people, have got no money to buy tickets and all this kind of stuff. And it's just like, well, people still want to be entertained in January. Like, there's nothing to say like, okay. January don't don't do anything in January because you know it's just like okay but we keep it affordable yeah and and we just we just wanted to do something because one the other reason we wanted to do January is because there was such a long gap between there would be such a long gap between shows as well because yeah. our next event we had the event in December which was Disco versus a Bullet Club yeah and the next event wasn't due to take place until March which would have meant four months between events yeah and it's just like okay. It's be four months between events. How do, how do we break it up? We um, don't want to add something in February because it's too close to the March show. Um, if we do something mid-January, then it's a good six weeks after the December show, the Bullet Club event. Um, so it's just like there's a gap there for us just to do something. Yeah. And not not you know we're not like paying attention to what other people are doing. And it's just uh, it's just um, what what we wanted to do in terms yeah. of filling our own calendar. It's just like okay we'll do that and we need to give an event with maybe a difference so it's not another event yeah. and, and and everybody knows that like january is kind of rumble season rumble time, yeah. everyone does a rumble so it was just like okay let's let's see if we could come up with something that's maybe slightly different to what everyone else does yeah. our, We'll us do our own kind of specific unique take on a rumble and then it's how the that's how the derby was born yeah and then in terms of filling the spots for the, for the Derby, I mean, as I say, we'll get so many messages from people that are looking to work with us uh, and, and you can't because we only, we, we do like our seven or eight, nine shows, events yeah. in a year that, and there's only so many spots that you can fill because you've got your core group of guys and girls yeah. that you put on there so it's just like, well, there's there's only going to be so many, you know, opportunities that come up. Yeah. So this was a good chance for us to go, okay, well let's open this up because we wanted to take a closer look at like, so many different people that have been in touch with us this was our chance to go right okay we'll just put them all in the same thing let's see how they work under this environment let's see how the crowd take to them let's see you know and and um, actually i really enjoyed the derby um i think a lot of people love a rumble yeah and and when you when you kind of throw in your own spin on it as well it, uh, No, it
1: was fun and as a fan there's a damn thing pretty much every week that, there was that bit of gap as well because I think the last show last year had been probably been doing like PWE in the like middle of December. And I'm like, I've got all these weeks before wrestling. So it was like the, the disco show was like my first show of the year. And I'm like jumping at the bit to get just mm. to see some wrestling. And then I think that day there'd been something up with the trains or something as well. And it was like, right, it's going to be a hassle. And oh, then right. eventually got through and there. And then you get to see the show. And it was like, could have really fun show. And you just yeah. see people and kind of been tracking like Andy's comeback. So it was really good to see him do that. Because one of the things I spoke to when I interviewed Andy Wilde was about what he's trying to do. And one of the things he'd said is that when he came back, he was. He said, he was it from Wars. I don't want to be the guy getting the next guy over, I want these big matches mm-hmm. to try and help bring me back up. Yeah. I've seen that this year with you guys in terms of who he's been in against and the, the kind of match-ups he's... Well, Andy's
2: people. quality, you, you I mean, you just look at the matches Andy has... Um, He's, he's brilliant, you know. Andy's Andy's great, and you know we we, we had him for a while when when you first started with Discovery, he was on our very first show, our yeah. very first event, and a tag team with Johnny Lyons. Yeah. Um, and they were called Wild Lions. Um, it was kind of something I was looking at, like starting. I, I was trying to kind of develop some unique tag teams that you weren't finding anywhere, and and I'd seen them two kind of going at the gym together, working out together, and just on social media, here's yeah. here's me helping Johnny with his weights and vice versa, and I thought. Well, actually, they're good buddies, and actually, you know, they're, they're both they're both good guys, and maybe maybe I could form a team out them in like wild lines. Yeah. Um and then you know we, we tried to make that work, and then Andy had obviously stopped for a while, um, and then I, it was last year when we were when we were thinking about who's going to be in the derby, and I was like, I'm, I'm going to reach out to Andy and and see if he'd be interested, you know, and 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 at that point he was you know, he was he was launching this. Yeah. Come back, you know, and that's when we sat down and, and had a discussion about, well, if he does come back, this is the type of stuff he wants to do, and 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 it's all it's all quality with us anyway, you know, and, and everyone that we would bring him in to face, it's all it's all quality, you know, and, and um, so we we can be happy with with Andy and his you know now ability. As,
1: in in terms of where we talked earlier. So, sorry everyone we had a bit of a long conversation yeah. we got distracted <laughs> before we started recording we were just kind of just t- talking wrestling i can't remember where we started but we talked about like wrestling being that kind of freeing circus and one thing i don't think we see enough of in scotland and probably across course i went to wrestling but it's of scotland i watch is we don't see enough like heavyweight contests because hmm. wrestling needs big believable guys because that's the person that if a dad gets dragged along to a show with a kid they're not going to be paying attention for certain bits of it, but they see a guy who comes out with bigger and stature and that, like, oh, actually not, uh, he probably could beat me up in a fight. Yeah. And that's, that's something that I think Andy brings is that kind of side, but he's also very quick moving, so it's not like he slows down a match or anything. It's always, he can go with like a, anybody you put him in the ring with, he can Just, go that level, but again, he's got that size and stature that gives him believability to the people who are not necessarily a yeah. full-on wrestling fan.
2: Just look at, you know, when you put Andy in the ring with someone and he does like a belly belly suplex, and he launches the guy All over right. his head. Do you know what's more impressive than that? Like that's proper heavyweight lifting, you know, athletic ability yeah. to get a guy, give him a big squeeze and a hug, and then to mm-hmm. launch him over your head to the other side of the ring, no matter the size of the other guy. Yeah. That's impressive. Yeah. Do you know, like him and Joe Coffey have got that in abundance and that strength and um, you know, Andy had bad bones he had a match with Bad Bones um, in May. Yeah. Uh and Bad Bones is a big guy. Do you know? What? But then you've got Andy. You know, throwing him around, mm-hmm. belly, belly suplexes, all this kind of stuff. And you always, I, you know, i never, I never failed to be impressed when, so, when someone does like big power moves like yeah. that to someone, because that's, that's all graft. That's, that's like yeah, and that's uh, what
1: most of us, of remember their age group, grew up, grew up on was the WWE. WF, the big power guys who are throwing people about and things like that and that's still people's perception of what wrestling is yeah. is these moves and I think it's good to have that variety of if you see somebody get thrown about like, oh I wouldn't actually want to be in the end of that it's mm. it's a really good variety and that's what I think Andy brings is that but then he can go and he can fly and he can throw yourself about as well and yeah, shy coming off the top rope it needs to be yeah
2: and you need to, you need that variety in a show you need that variety in an event um, because I think if you had like you know, six seven matches on your card, which was all kind of fast paced, high flying. Yeah. You know, um, could could it work for some, yeah, of course, but I think people like variety because you know you want to, you know, you've got your heavyweight match, you've got your your guys who are going to then fly about and, yeah. and do a lot of you know like, um, stuff from your top rope and, and then yeah, you just need a big mixer on on any one card.
1: I just want to kind of go back a bit, so. Like the, the first disco champion you had was chris saban mm-hmm. um and then it switched to lewis and then lewis in the, the long run um and he has credited i'm never going to say this when we were recording so apologies anyone anyway, but he has credited that he did get to grow and be a he grew as a performer and that's what he's been able to take other places through having that reign and mm-hmm. you guys having the confidence in him to be the headliner for him and the different guys they beat along the way that retained it and the different things they got involved in, and they've kind of tried to keep that kind of fuse burning with the Young Bucks that they want to be involved in one way or another in all the different matches they've been in. Um, And then the belts then moved over to Joe. Um, But it is, there's a lot of kind of long-termness feeling to some of that. I wouldn't say you're a a story-based promotion. No. But there is a continuity and things go, little things go through, so... One of the things I've enjoyed now is, we were talking about Shady and Turbo, there's a little thing they've got going, mm. so that's a classic wrestling thing, that the minute the Turbo really gets his hands on them, that's something that people want to see. Yeah. Um, but these kind of stories go through, so is there, like, how far ahead do you try to plan out then, is where you want to go, or who do you want to get, is there people you're starting to see, right, well, years of people who want to be in that position in a few years' time, how do they get them there?
2: Yeah, I mean you're always kind of just tracking someone's progress the whole way through and think, okay, is this the, the is this the person who's next to, you know, a shot to be in like the main event picture? Is is this the person who's going to be the the one that, you know, carries the company and carries the the championship? And you're always looking at like who's next, what's what's going to happen, kind of year down the line, kind of thing, because as you know, like wrestlers getting snapped up left, right, and center just now. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're always kind of aware of, right, okay, how long have we got this person for before they get snapped up? Yeah. And and so you've always got to keep an eye on it. And a large part of what we do is just based on like crowd reaction. You know, we see it, you know, like anytime we go online and we say, Joe Coffey's got an open challenge, who's yeah. gonna face him? And you just look at the list of names of people who, you know, it should be this person, should be this person. And then once you start to see a trend of the same names, Coming up time and time and time again for anything that you know So you go, this is the this is these are the people that the crowd are invested in. So you go, okay, well let's give them an opportunity yeah. to to showcase themselves in certain p- spots, you know. Um, and then and then you just a lot of the times you just kind of land lucky in terms of how how, how it all kind of pans out. Um, I mean, the, you know, Chris Sabin was our first champion, and um, you know we love we love Sabin. Um and he, you know, he took a he took a kind of chance on us in our first ever event he was on, yeah. um and, and you know, we'd never run before we'd never had an event before, um and here's this, uh, talented, guy who's kind of going all over the world you know, recognisable everywhere. And we We're reaching out to him and saying, "Hey, look, we are putting on our very first wrestling show. Yeah. Do you want to be on it?" And yeah. like, we've got no back catalog for you to look at because it's a it's a risk for them as well. Because you see, yeah. you see promotions popping up left, right, and center that that, and that suddenly disappear. Especially a few years yeah. ago, so, it wasn't
1: the, the reputation a lot of companies
2: have got now. Yeah, so I mean, like he took a chance on us for our first event, um, and we built like a really good working relationship with him then, and it was just like, okay, well, if we're we're bringing about a championship um and and you're looking for people to kind of um like kind of put kind of a lot of eyes on on what you're doing
1: yeah
2: then you know he, you know him and lewis had their match and chris Sabin won that wide division championship and i was like okay there's gonna be a lot of eyes on us now here's this uh, small independent promotion in scotland who's got chris saban as their champion like what uh, what's going on there yeah but then he had his he had his injury um and that kept him out for long term and uh, that led to us kind of needing to find uh, another champion in which Lewis Gavin won that championship. Um, and Lewis, I mean, we brought Lewis uh, in for a first ever event because uh, myself and one of the commentators, Randy, had been um, at an event where Lewis had been fighting uh, Jonathan Gresham, um, I think it was an SWA event, Um, a, a few years ago. Right. And it was Lewis Gavin versus Jonathan Gresham. And it was phenomenal. Like, we were sat there, like, on that whole night, that whole card, they had a lot of people on that card. And it was the one match for us that we walked away from that event going, wow, that was an incredible wrestling match. And and I think Lewis at that time was 19. And we we're like, it's sickening. It, yeah. So let's
1: not talk about it anymore. Oh, it was unbelievable. <laughs> and we
2: were just like, it was an unbelievable match. And straight away, because at that point, this is when we'd be looking for, like, wrestlers to bring into Discovery. And, and we'd gone away from that event going, Lewis Girvin's got something very special. You know, we need to have him involved. Yeah. Like, the, the you know, the, the, from, you know, the, the people that were used on that first event were all people that we kind of looked at specifically and went, there's a place for them and this is how, this is what we're going to do with them. Yeah. And this is how we can see this developing over the next while. Like, Joe Coffey was in the first ever main event on our first ever event. Yeah. You know, um and he was there for a reason and that, you know, this come back like, I say four years ago from the first event, and then you look at the constants from that first event yeah. to now, and, and it's the people it's like Lewis it. Garvin and, and Joe yeah. Coffey have pretty much been the main event in the main event, like every every single year. time for four years. It's, it's either been Joe Coffey or Lewis Gervin, apart from maybe the, the odd event where that's not the, the championship. Yeah. Yeah, I've got we've got Darren Goss here in the background who's fallen asleep as I'm talking. It bodes well for listening. I yeah, I know. Uh, hopefully, it'll be kept you um, all awake a bit longer. Yeah, so we've got uh, like Lewis and Joe um, from from the very first event. of have just given us everything, you know. In that in that ring when they they get put out there, yeah, and and you know that whoever's got that championship when it's one of those two, you're in safe hands because they're going to give you everything every single time they step in the ring, no matter who steps up to face them. Yeah, you're going to get a great match, um, and and that's and and if they're putting on a great match then it, it bodes well for our reputation that people are going to come along and you know that you're going to come to a discovery event yeah and you're going to be treated to like just some fantastic wrestling
1: because in terms of so there is a lot you do with the scottish guys but the thing that caught my attention early for uh, discovery was seeing some of the names that were coming so i think the first match the first event that caught my eye was that was where i'd seen it was like war machine and portobello yeah yeah and yeah. i was like Wait a minute. That's got my attention. Yeah. And I would start to see things like that and then I started to see more names coming up. I was seeing you guys bring in different wrestlers yeah. that were, were kinda of outside of the because at that point I knew when people mentioned things for I C W, it was names like I would like to see War Machine Against Paul Promotions, we'd like to see um I can't make the names it's got wrestling moves so quickly, but seeing names like a Matt Riddle or Mm -hmm. names like that that you don't see come in the other places, like Chris Hero seeing these names advertised, because if I see somebody, at that point, if I'd seen Portobello Town Hall, that to me meant the same thing as a Clapman in Town Hall or Mm -hmm. whenever I grew up it just didn't seem like something big and serious to go through for when you see those sort of names, you're like, actually that's something to take a bit more serious, so was that part of the idea to bring them in, or was it just to kind of give you a, a bit more credibility, because again,
2: it was only you're only a four year old company. Yeah, well, certainly when with the companies in its infancy and when a lot of companies are using the same same people, you need to try and do something to kind of stand out from the crowd. To and obviously, you know, like for yourself, you noticed us on the back of us advertising like the likes yeah. of War Machine, um, and and that's the kind of thing you need to do. Is it's like, well, who's not here often? Who's who's perhaps someone that. You know you would go i want to travel and see them you know like i mean I, certainly when we, when we first started discovery it was a case of you know putting a car together and going is that something that i would travel across the country to pay and see you know if this if this event was on like in inverness or if this event was something that was on down just south of the border is this something i would travel and pay yeah. money to go and see and if it was something i wouldn't then why would why would I put it on? Why would you know why wouldn't I believe in it kind of thing? Yeah. So, um, you know, the opportunity to work with a lot of these guys and you know it's a lot it's kind of a lot of it is a kind of that snowball effect in that you know we put a lot of kind of faith in in having Chris Saban across and being our guy, and he enjoyed working with us so much that you know he tell he then goes back and says, look guys, if you're ever in the UK and you're looking for promotions to work with these guys will treat you well. These mm-hmm. guys, you know, they know what they're doing. Uh, and you're in safe hands. Um, and then the reputation then spreads, you know, then you get like, um, people reaching out to you, like war machine, reaching out and saying, Look, we're, we're going to be based in the UK for a couple of weeks. So and so has said that you guys are um, a promotion to work for, would you have any dates available? And so a lot of the time, you know, it's it, it's, it's strange because it kind of gets flipped on its head in a way that when you first start, you're reaching out and trying to make contact with all these people to say, please come and work with us, yeah. because we know if we, you know we bring this person, they will be I'll attract maybe a bit more attention, a bit more of a focus on us, that yeah. and that focus, and that attention then spreads to the rest of the guys in the card. So you might come and see you want want to come and see War Machine, yeah. but when you get there, you'll be impressed by like Michael Chase, yeah. you'll be impressed by Josh Terry, you'll be impressed by. Yeah, you know, people like yeah. you might not see it anywhere else uh, and then that's always the, the kind of goal but yeah it's it's weird because yeah you start out trying to get these people involved and reaching out to them but then you uh, then they reach out to you yeah. instead yeah. other people because the reputation spreads and it makes life easier because then all of a sudden you're like yeah we've got this we've got this show coming up november 4th we put the, the show poster out there november 4th yeah and then instantly you'll have guys who are touring Europe or the UK at that time saying, "Oh, hey, look, I'm having to be in the UK around that time. Would you have a, a, something available for me on that show?" You know. So instead of us having to go and try and fetch them, yeah, they're looking, they're keeping an eye on our dates and going, "Oh, I'm in the UK then. I want to work for them." Um, and that's that. I mean, that, that that's how it worked with like War Machine. That's how I worked with you know a few others like Chris Hero and Matt Riddle and you know a few others, and and then you just build build working relationships with
1: people. Yeah. Also, i did really enjoy uh the matt riddle show yeah because that was, it was against the uh, mikey whiplash that was in the beginning yeah, of the that was, that was great um cause again it was just again it was seeing somebody else in a different light so at that point i'd seen mikey whiplash as the demonic character and all mm-hmm. that kind of thing and to see him at this wrestling side one oh and that kind of keep interest a bit more and yeah. seeing more of his stuff so that's kind of more of the style that he wrestles at um, like on the socials. shows. Mm-hmm. So when they announced, that then led me on to another show, yeah. because then I seen it was uh, Mikey against Matt Riddle again, um, at source, and I'm like, well, I'll go along and try that. And then they end up yeah um, all different socials and things as well. So it's that kind of lead on effect of different people. So yeah. like, you might see somebody one place, but actually, if I'm going to see that again, then I can see that there, because you did, kind of a, a run of people so dropped some of the names there so like chris hero war machines yeah um, matt riddle young bucks kenny then the last end of last year, cody and martin and uh, flipping all these names yeah well marty all was another yeah. spread around the world yeah marty uh. was another one
2: who was on our first marty skrull was another one who was on our very first event yeah but obviously he was he was wrestling with the gimmick party marty yeah at the time was on our very first event so he's another one that we just stay in touch with and you know, and um, we also had like guys like Tomasa Champa as well, um, who's who's doing amazing things just now. But yeah, and it is incredible when you when you look back at like the Discovery kind of catalogue of the past, it's like, okay, well, you know, Chris Hero, oh no, like well, well that's yeah. now in NXT, you've got War Machine now the War Riders in NXT, you've got uh, oh Big Demo who's now Kelly Dane is across there, Tommaso Tomasa Champa who's the NXT champion, so all these guys who kinda of wrestled for us yeah. in front of like two, three hundred people. Are now like the main guys, um, and and I'm I'm sure there's probably one or two more who've been in our recent past. You'll see, yeah. in the recent in, in the not too distant future, as well. So, and that kind of helps us in a way. It's because like you know you you know you'll see when you see kind of war raiders like, yeah. you'll be like oh I've seen them in Port Town Hall. Uh, like I said
1: before we started recording. So yesterday, one I already did a ticket to the show, mm. and then one of my friends wasn't able to make it. So two front row tickets. So I pulled in like my mate's wee boy. I was like, "You come sit in front of me." But for th- those kids are able now to meet guys at shows, mm-hmm. get the picture taken, talk to them, get to know them on a friendly first name basis, and then now watch them on, on the TV on the network. Or, yeah, yeah. Or all these other places, and they can go. So that builds an attachment because when we were growing up, we didn't have access to that sort of. I, don't ask no. them, I don't know I didn't know yeah, you just were best no. friends, Hulk Hogan, or something. But I think I think when dad I, I think when
2: dad grew up, it was black and white TV. Still, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, Did you have? I was have friendly it? with Frank Lodge Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. A <laughs> little <laughs> well, flip out. You just watched through. But it was you didn't have that attachment. These were people who were way too distant. Yeah. As kids now we can come along to a show and see the guys that they're going to, be able to see. Go well, actually, that guy appears on TV. They yeah. Oh, I have see, seen a guy at World work. Yeah. I met that guy. And he signed it to me. And it's like,
2: just like Saturday Night at Reckless, you know, like. Um, People, people at 5 o'clock are sitting down having their tea and they're watching Grado and World of Sport. And then an hour later, they're in the the Murison Scout Hall in, in Livingston yeah. and they're meeting Grado there. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's pretty wild.
1: And it's just that, that the guys haven't forgotten that this, they've still got this scene and all these things. Grado doesn't need to do that now. Hmm. He's got enough going on in the world. He doesn't need to be coming along, but still because of that love for wrestling. He's going to come along and do a show because... He knows what it means for him, cause he's still the biggest fan in the world. You see him whenever he meets somebody new. Uh, yeah. That's it, it's there's still a the fan in these guys. That then know that they have to get back to the fans, and that's giving them the experience that we never got. But in terms of fan experience, because one of the things I took away from the other shows that come in was just kind of the atmosphere. So it's a it's a very from the, like the start of the show, where they chant disco wrestling, and like see yourself buzzing about all through the show, check make sure everything's alright. <laughs> Uh, you're very much kind of on your feet, and make sure it's like
2: stop. Oh, I'm knackered, like, I'm so I tired know. after every show. Like, today, I mean, I obviously I used to wrestle for a few years, I was a terrible wrestler, <laughs> I was awful, wasn't I? Yes, yeah, I was, I was a very poor wrestler, but I had you know, there was the ability to connect with the crowd and get people interested in what you were doing. But, um, I've like, I'm so much sore after running an event than wrestling, wrestling a match. And like, today, like, my back, my legs, everything's so sore, but I think it's because on on the day of an event, like I'm running about, and as you say, you've seen it, like, yeah. like running about from back to front, like up and down the stairs, like making sure everything's all right, making sure from the, the, the front of the house to the, to the changing rooms at the back, like everybody's looked after and everybody's knowing what they're doing. Yeah. Um. And, and that fan experience is like, we've, we've all been there, we've all attended events when you've been like, like you've not felt looked after or you've been like you've not got what you paid for or you know and and it it sucks like if you're if you're the fan that you've not got what you paid for and you've not been given what you've been promised it sucks and it puts you off from 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 going back to an event yeah you know if you go and and everything feels flat and like oh god you know again it puts you off going back there and for us as as i keep stressing as being like a truly independent wrestling company we rely on people coming back, so yeah. we have to go all out, like all out from everybody involved in the in the event goes all out to to making sure everybody's looked after, yeah. because they know okay if I'm going to go to a discovery event, I'm going to one I'm going to be looked after, I'm going to get what I paid for, and two I'm going to have a great time. Yeah.
1: So in terms of that, in terms of how tired that is, and everything you've got going on, um, as we said, not everything always goes the way yeah. that it's meant to. Yeah. So it's in like a number of changes that happened yesterday, you've already told me the story. to so <laughs> go too deep into it. But when things do go wrong then, because um, uh-huh. we'd seen earlier this year, you were affected with the snow, you lost the whole show. Yes. Um, and that was something that nobody could do anything about because everybody was stuck. I'm touchable. lucky enough that I get to work from home, so I was able to sit on my laptop. I couldn't even get to Asda, which is a half a mile walk down the road because of the wind and things and you've got a show book, all these talent books, you are paid for travel, etc. Yeah. and you're basically being told,
2: can't, can't, you can't I'm, have
1: people, and again, when that was all happening, I already had had my head, usually would cancel, because you wouldn't put people at risk of trying to run a show, Yeah. so when it came, it wasn't a surprise to me, through the experience I'd had, knowing how you look after people, you're not a money over people yeah. thing, I imagine I mean, that must have been quite a hit as well. That
2: was scutting, like, that March show, like beyond you know, we were watching the weather constantly and discussing it constantly. Did your flight get cancelled? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, Darren Darren was one of those whose flight got cancelled. And I was
0: on the way down to Wales, so right. that shows was bad year country.
2: And and the, the, the event in particular, you know, we had we had like people were due to come over from Belfast and Dublin and people come up from London and, and just going it looked like the weather was gonna start to get better. Yeah. But then Looking at the kind of that weather map, the, the exact time when doors were due open, there was another blizzard supposed to hit Edinburgh right yeah. at that very point, and it's just like we can't expect people to travel, you know. If 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 all the talent of all the wrestlers had been yeah. Edinburgh based, and when you the 300 people who bought a ticket were Edinburgh based, and could walk it, then th- there would be temptation yeah. temptation because we know people would have to travel. Mm-hmm. That was the big concern was people travelling. Like people forcing themselves to get on the roads, yeah. people like you know relying on trains or whatever else, and I thought you know what it's just and and you couldn't we couldn't wait until the day of the event to kind of go, all right we we're, we're cancelling you know two hours before whatever you know you see it happen elsewhere it's just like you have to take these decisions and give people as much notice as possible, yeah so you're not making plans people are and we do get people that travel from quite a distance yeah. Um, so uh, you know you had to make these decisions earlier early, but we got it because as you say you know like you know deposits have been paid travel's been paid accommodation's been paid you know this kind of stuff and being an independent promotion that's a massive cost yeah for us because then you're having to cancel an event and then refund people so all these people like you have a sold out event you're refunding them all or giving them the option to i don't think no we just we just refunded no you, because, you refunded, you refunded yeah and you
1: gave the option to carry forward to the next show to the next event right, that's what I did. yeah
2: um and so we not like we were still kind of counting the cost of march you know we're, we're kind of getting back on track but
1: Aye, because just, then that takes away because like you sold a ticket to march but then i've carried that forward and i've took that into the may show yeah that means there's a ticket less sold for the may show mm-hmm. and again that's again we you've only got a limited like but imagine your budget towards based on what your capacity is how many tickets you're going to sell yeah there's not from i know what i know of what wrestlers take home and the cost of venues and things like that imagine there's not a great deal of meat left if anything at all but something like that is going to leave you in a bit of deficit to try and make back up and see kind of more shows happening as it goes through but
2: yeah we're we're like any other business man like yes we're an independent wrestling promotion but we're a business at the end of the day and, and, and as businesses, you want to grow, you know, so like everything that we take home goes back into the business to grow and you keep reinvested to grow and grow to the point that one day, you know, like, we we'll, you know, we'll want to do this full time. This, this, this that, that would be the ultimate dream is to kind of yeah. have, Discovery has been this thing where people can can use it as a full time thing, do you know? And, and that it might never happen. It's a long way off from happening, yeah. but it's certainly, it certainly doesn't mean we've not got any ambition not to make that happen.
1: No, and I think if anybody looks at, people always say the wrestling, oh, the bubble will burst and something will happen. But if you keep looking over the last few years, if you go back two years, to say there'll be twenty, thirty, forty WWE UK guys that get not only work for WWE, but then can come and do all these other shows mm. that never happened before. If you go back four years ago, you'd never have had like the ICW documentary on the BBC you go back six years ago like there's all these things that people said would never happen but things keep going along i think things keep changing it's not that there's one big you kind know, of superpower happening now mm-hmm. it's all these different places are doing well and people can do their own thing quite independently but work well with other as well that's something kind of we said Eleanor, but you don't have your own like you don't, you don't have your own training school mm-hmm. but you've got a good relationship with the guys at reckless so you've both seen these both in reckless shows various things and you see that some of their younger guys like doing the security, oh, you're and kind of holding the barriers and helping out with things like that as well. So building that rapport that you are quite close to each other, there's mm-hmm. not like the traditional wrestling rivalry of two yeah. people in the same place. So it, just where you're talking about growth there as well, very, very long way around to this question. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it's, it's another thing we've seen you grow this year is you've now got, uh, you're now in Fight TV. Yes. So you've now got a weekly show, kind of half-hour shows different matches and different events were there so how did that come about
2: that was just um i mean we've been we've been on pivot share before uh, and a lot of wrestling promotions are on pivot share when yeah. they're charging people like four dollars a month or something for content which goes up like every now and then nothing you know completely nothing regular yeah um and we you know we'd start to get a, a decent reputation within uk wrestling It's been a promotion to watch um, and then I think that reputation just reached fight and they had their person in the UK reach out to us and say, look, we've seen, well, certainly we had a lot of stuff up on YouTube as well. And they said, look, we'd be interested in having a, a discussion with you about yeah. uh, having you on the fight network, um, on fight TV. And then it just, it just happened from there. They had to, we, we had this conference call with their the main guy in the States and he spoke about how, how fight works and you know, what we'd be needing to do. and and basically it's open to us i mean we're not we're not obliged to give them a weekly show right um that was just a decision taken upon ourselves but it's just like okay well how do we keep people interested when it's like maybe something six weeks eight weeks between shows so give them like a weekly dose of discovery just you know before we used to put up like a full two and a half hour show up on youtube and you would get you know you know you'd get decent kind of number of viewers on it yeah but once you put up that full show online, that's it, the full show's up online. Yeah. Like, they'll be waiting another couple of months for the next full show to go up online. So to keep people kind of engaged and interested, it's like, okay, let's just keep giving them something every week yeah. to look forward to. Um, so, and it was it, it's upon ourselves just to provide fight with us every week. And they've, when I said, well, we're gonna be, well we could provide something weekly. They were interested and said, right, okay. Um, and they've given us a slot. So when we do upload something weekly, um, I mean, there will be weeks when, there isn't anything because you know, like we had the show this week, which is kind of gotten in the way yeah. of, of everything, you know, the planning of that. So we'll we'll have nothing this week. But yeah,
1: i have got my total in track, which is something weekly.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean it. It does. I mean, you know, we we I, that's why I mean I try and keep the I try and keep the the fight episodes very simple, a very simple structure. Yeah. Right. Less. Less. Um gloss more kind of just wrestling yeah and it's 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 more just about the matches so yeah you know i'll introduce the program and just kind of say this is what you've got this week yeah kind of thing just so folks know what's coming up you know and we started we started doing it in the studio like um in, in front of the green screen and then just the way the last few weeks have gone with the the events and being so busy with like the the, the day job like getting time to get into the studios getting really tough yeah so uh, I just started doing it from Discovery HQ, or is it it's better known as my spare bedroom? Right. Do you know? But we're we're open. We're open. we don't we don't hide it. You know, yeah. we don't just kind of go. This is uh this is Discovery headquarters or this kind of stuff. Yeah. I, I'll I'll tell people and fight it. No, it's actually my spare bedroom. You know, at the end of the day, like, like I lo- I love to stress the fact that we're independent wrestling. You know, we're not. Yeah. We're we're we not like a WWE knockoff. we not like you know anything like that you know paul paul heyman used to do the stuff in his mom's basement didn't he yeah yeah so i'll do it from my spare bedroom that's fine you do that what matters isn't where i'm introducing the program from yeah. what matters it's is what the, happens inside that wrestling ring
1: to steal your quote it's all about the wrestling
2: well that's i mean i mean uh, oh. if, if that's like, that's a tagline of ours but it's it's absolutely what we believe in like it it, it doesn't matter oh. i mean we've just had the two events at Villa town hall um what what production did we have at the town hall? We had we had an entrance cut and we yeah. had a ring. You know, and it's the purest form of of wrestling. It's there's your entrance cutting, there's your wrestling ring, go and entertain the crowd. Yeah. Don't worry about anything else. Yeah. Just just focus on what's going on. Just kick back, relax, and just enjoy the wrestling. The stuff that's going on inside the ring. If we can throw more kinda stuff at it with the big screens. Like the Jam House has already got all that kind of stuff in place. Yeah. You know, they will make the most of it, make the use of it. But if it's not there, don't worry about it, because ultimately the focus is, is what's happening inside the ring.
1: Yeah. So just on the think is there any restrictions to that on use from the guys that you've got?
2: Yeah, there are. Um, a lot of guys will kind of make it clear, look, um, you know, obviously we could keep wrestling with you, but you just can't use the footage of us on fight. Yeah. It's a streaming service and it just can't be done. Yeah. So a few guys have, uh, kind of made it clear, um, like a couple of the NXT UK guys. Yeah. Ring of order guys. Um, But, you know, that's fine. We just stick them out for on YouTube. Yeah. Ultimately, I mean, our, our, our show on fight is free anyway. Yeah. So, so we're not charging and we're not making money off the back of them yeah. doing that. You know, it, it's uh, so, I mean, we could, if if there are restrictions on certain guys, for example, uh, December when we had Bullet Club and we had Cody and and whatever else, yeah. like we can't have that on fight because Ring of Honor are already on fight. Yeah. So Ring of Honor wouldn't be happy to see their guys wrestling for someone else on the same network that they use. Yeah. So that's why, like, if you go on, have we put them on YouTube? No. no. Not for a while. No, I think maybe they maybe I put them up on Facebook. I think the. There was, been, there was maybe there was two nah. there was a Cody versus BT gun yeah and then there was the, the four way tag team match with the Bucks um they're either on YouTube or on Facebook but certainly yeah. we can still use footage of them and put them out for free on like on our platforms yeah. but certainly just, just on restricting on board. like certain people we can't use on fight um yeah but it's fine because we work around it and we still you know we still put together cards we have got plenty of matches we can do I mean we've got probably enough content on us to keep us going into yeah, next year, and that's
1: why you've got all these different people there in different matches, and even guys that are not contracted in different places. There can be various forms of entertainment that you can use to mix up and use across the different shows. Mm-hmm. Just a couple of organisational questions. Yes. So, a Sunday afternoon. Yeah. Where? What was the appeal of that? Because uh, to to me, that's almost like. Uh, it's like a football team. I would say yeah. it's like a mid-afternoon show. But it's really handy because I come through from Larburg, which isn't terribly far away from Edinburgh, uh-huh. but certain bits of Edinburgh are harder to get to than others and trains aren't always as regular. Um, so I like the fact that, alright, I lose my, afternoon, my early afternoon because I'm travelling, mm-hmm. but I know I'm home at a decent time of night, I'm not worrying too late. So that's what I like about it, so don't change it. But no, like, like and so, Even just what you were saying about the Corn Exchange earlier on, I'm quite glad you're not doing the Corn Exchange because it's a bit of a pain in the ass to get to if you don't stay in Edinburgh, so you've got to come into Haymarket and get in another bus, and it's a bit out yeah, of driving it, in, okay. it's not always great for an evening show, but I, I like where you are, because either you can go down the bypass and get to Portobello, or I can get the train through to Waverley and walk up... In five the minutes, jam minutes to the
2: Jam House, yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, Sunday afternoon kind of worked for us in a way that um, not many things really happen on a Sunday afternoon. Um, you know, if, if tens of thousands of people can go watch a football match on an afternoon then a yeah. sm- a small portion of that can surely come and watch wrestling, do you know? And and it's that, yeah, Sunday people, you know, don't finish too late, people go to work the next day. Yeah. Including myself, you know, um and and I like, for example, the show at the weekend there, the event at the weekend, you know, getting finished, getting wrapped up. I was back home um with my with my uh, with my takeout and my Cubanistas, uh having a wee drink and you know half past eight at night yeah you know it's all done you know from from getting up early on to getting the, everything built and set to tear down and home and being home by that time at night you know so me last night i was able to put up the footage from yesterday's event and look through it all yeah and and, and so like getting a you know, sunday afternoon it works especially if you know because we are we are family friendly you know um unless you've got gene money on the show which yeah. um <laughs> maybe pushes the boundaries a little bit of what is tasteful for families but um, it, was for, a, for,
1: it was a hell of a romper I had not though. Oh no, it was
2: it was wonderful. Yeah, I think, <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen like loads of people are now looking to see where they can get theirs. I think he's maybe starting a trend. As long as people don't turn up at the next discovery event all wearing rompers. When, yeah. uh, well, but Darren, you you got one, don't you? We'll get you yeah. in one.
0: As long as I don't want just my thong like he
2: does. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, because because it's like family, yeah. family friendly stuff as well. Like you know, parents getting the. Kids ready for school the next day. Yeah. Like if we if we were running Sunday evenings and finishing at like half nine, yeah. ten o'clock at night, you know you probably we would probably lose a good section of that crowd. Yeah. In, in the first place, wouldn't be able to get along in the first place. So doing the afternoons, it's it's awesome, you know, and and I really enjoy the afternoon shows.
1: And I really enjoy it as well. Don't change
2: it. Yeah.
1: It's another organisational question. So. Why are they changing the raffle ticket
2: though? Oh, God.
1: The, the disgust when it was announced that there was a different colour. There was an audible roar from the crowd. not even just myself. As a <laughs> it raffle enthusiast, it was a lot on chatter as well.
2: Yeah, it was probably the, <laughs> the biggest kind of villain reaction that we've ever had. And that was because of the change of colour of raffle ticket. Because it had been a running joke, I guess, for a while from doing the raffle. And we love a raffle um, that, like, we always bought, like, just the white boot, you know, the ticket yeah. of white tickets. And um, and it just started on one of the shows. It was just so random, like, it was, you know, I was just pulling the ticket out and someone in the crowd just shouted, What colour is it? <laughs> like, just randomly. And I was like, Well, they're all white. So I went, Oh, it's white. And the whole crowd cheered. <laughs> and I was just thinking, Racists? You know, <laughs> no, I was just thinking, like, <laughs> Um, I was just like, oh, that got a pop. Like, oh, okay, okay. okay uh, there's the ticket, and then the, and and I was like, the next ticket, and then someone else in the not the same person, someone else went, mm-hmm. what colour is it? I went, well, it's white. You know, like <laughs> is it, all the tickets are white, and they cheered again. So yeah. that just became a running thing for event after event after event. And um, actually, I got I got ruined once by my business partner Alex because he couldn't really see properly in the light. Right. Um. And um. And then. Cause he was there and I was just like, "What color? You know, what color is it?" And I was like, "Alex, what color is it?" He went, "Oh, it's blue." Cause he actually <laughs> thought it was blue. He yeah. went, he he kind of went. He, uh, did he just say he just? I think he yeah. actually went. Well, they're all white." I went, "That's the joke." <laughs> Do you <laughs> know? And he completely just kind of flattened everything. But then, yeah. So obviously, we're, that book of tickets had got finished. We'd gone through that whole book of uh, white raffle tickets, and um, Julie, who you'll see working on the shows yeah. with her blue hair. Um. Uh, sort of like asked her to go and get some more raffle tickets, and uh, she turned up, and all the tickets were yellow. Ooh. And and um, I don't think, well, obviously, people were buying tickets and the tickets were yellow, but no one had said anything. Yeah, and it was only when I was in the ring and I pulled out the ticket, and again, the usual someone in the crowd went, What color is it? <laughs> I had to go, It's yellow,
1: Ooh. and it was
2: the biggest. Of villain reaction, like you know, you could be working your 20 minute match and yeah. you're trying to get the crowd against you, but pull out a yellow raffle ticket, you're hated. I'm so used
0: to it now that I think that you need a certain color and the number, like, like some sort of weird lottery bonus ball thing. Oh, god, there is some shows,
1: so for example, um. Like PWE or um, like the five pound wrestling shows that are on, so they've got Davey and Ander are both out ha- like selling tickets, so they've got separate books which are different colours. Yeah. So you've got one of the few ones where it's actually it's all the, the same book. One. Yeah. It. so that's when it became such a big deal, uh, yeah. it was just I found that really funny as a fan, just that whole t- oh. heel turn because you use a different colour raffle. It's, it's just amazing because <laughs>
2: because ultimately it's a raffle, you know, it's raffle, you know, um, but it's become it's become a thing and it's just weird what 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 in re- the things in wrestling that become things yeah um like and it's never meant to become a thing you know and and so it, um, just when, when people are booing and cheering a raffle you know like even the, there's other thing there's other things in discovery shows which have become a thing which is like when we're going through the safety announcements at the start of the start of the event and we're saying to people, oh, you know, there's the fire exits, and then when you're pointing them out, the the cheer every single fire exit you're pointing out. Yeah. And then and then we, because we're family friendly, we do point out that there are kids in the audience, and every single time, and it's getting the, the reactions getting bigger. We're at each show every time we go, there are children here. The crowd boo.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I fear for their lives.
2: Like the boo, and that you know, I have to repeat, it, I don't know, but there are children here. Boo, yeah, yeah. kind of thing. You know, uh, so please mind your language, kind of thing. Yeah. Um so it's just it's just amazing what becomes things but the raffles become such a you know it was never meant to be I think, but like Dara might be shaking his head but like he like that there are things that you will never hear um when you watch back discovery stuff but obviously i've got access to everything yeah and the commentary mics are left on the whole event that you know when it comes time from editing the footage and it comes to oh there's the raffle but yeah I'll watch it all back because the commentary that goes on during the raffle bit (laughs) is something ridiculous. Oh
1: yeah. From
2: from Darren and Randy just completely slating me and and, and (laughs) shooting on me and roasting me, like for milking the raffle and trying to steal the show (laughs) and get my moment. Do you know? And it's just like maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll release that like I obviously have to kind of maybe redact <laughs> a lot of stuff yeah to my lawyer. <laughs> right, so what, what time of day we release that as well yeah so we'll release that but no, I mean that's I mean that's probably the only time that I'll go out during an event is is either at the very start when I'll have to do the safety stuff yeah. or the raffle and that's the only time and I think that might I don't know if that's quite rare for a promotion for the promoter not to Actually, be a you know part of the the event other than doing the raffle. No comment. You know? um, <laughs> no. Um.
1: No, but that's. Because you're now the or sixth promoter i've been spoke to in terms of people got different ways of doing things yeah and i'd say this kind of similarities i've noticed for yourself is very close to the stuff i see Linehart doing at pwe mm. he's pacing about he's got kind of got the idea of the different matches the things he wants to have and type of audience he wants to have and those sort of things so that's where i see the kind of similarity in the, the number of pacing about and not yeah. being involved what, but Linehart's
2: a, a fit it? man yeah Do you know he like he's an in incredible shape and he can, he can get around the building, no problem. Well, you're me, a shape. Yeah. me, I'm just a shape. <laughs> yeah. Do you know, I'm twenty. to with the raffle. Like oh, God, I'm too broken up now. I think all think oh.
1: the oh. in this room will all agree that round is a shape. Yeah. shape we want to be in. I'm surprised um, they
2: don't drop before the end of the show. Do you uh, know, like,
1: just... But I, th- I, think, I think in that, I think you've got a very easy way to get the cheapest of cheap pops at the anniversary show. Oh, well. A new raffle book.
2: <laughs> oh, no. Well, that's a good idea, actually, isn't it? We'll go back to get the crowd back on site. If, if we tickets. sell out, you call it. You know, it's up to you, fans. If you sell I, it out, we'll get a new raffle book. Because obviously go. we might be doing. The, uh, we're looking at the possibility of doing the two events in one day. Aye. Um. So we, do we? Do we do two raffles in a day? Is that too much? I, I was thinking
1: more. Of, decision, I like. think more along yeah. the lines of well, don't say that. I'll, I'll burst into. I was spontaneously <laughs> like <a> burst two <laughs> yeah, raffles you, in a yeah. day. But no, I was thinking just more. See, I wonder if people would notice. See if you put. See if you like, put the raffles out and then you did it and then got to the end and then people went I bet you there'd be people who wouldn't notice until it got to the bit yeah where they're like
2: what colour oh they're <laughs> back white raffle
1: tickets <laughs>
2: yeah you would notice I, I know
1: it's all you right.
2: would notice but you'd have to just keep it quiet and just uh, kind of play but it down
1: probably but I reckon um, and, and I like the silliness of wrestling at times yeah um and just the daft things like that like things that pop at certain places that don't wouldn't work anywhere else so It just die in arse if you've seen it somewhere yeah. else it's <laughs> something like that it would, the whole place would go crazy yeah. but if some of these students who say you had like, a wrestler who would never been at a promotion before and watched that like how easy are these people to please if, oh, if the fact we've got a white raffle ticket is blowing their and meat. they pop
2: yeah. it would be even worse for them if they've already wrestled and they didn't quite get quite the reaction the raffle did yeah. in raffle. <laughs> they would be feeling gut next time the they fact, come back they've just got raffle yeah. tickets yeah <laughs> Mr. Raffle uh, but I mean I, yeah I mean I've gone to like obviously like helping the guys out at Reckless and, and whatnot and They've, they've said could you, could you go and do the raffle and like I've gone out and it's just it's completely different there was
0: a raffle on Saturday at Reckless oh yeah you I to, to see. It was on just, like, just I edge of my seat ready that.
2: to go through but no like I, I mean I tried to do that kind of thing at Reckless when it was just like okay but you know it's a completely different crowd yeah. but mostly so the same kind of stuff that I get away with, like in Discovery, with doing that, like no, it just kind of fell flat on its arse. If you can get the
0: combine the Disco Derby and a raffle, that could be the end of you, I think. Oh. Imagine, I have <laughs> no idea how that work. A raffle. A raffle rumble.
2: <sighs> we have the well, what, what? So we have the wrestlers drawn their spots with the raffle. Yeah, like, three hundred and
0: forty-seven. So, it's gonna be a long night. So
2: okay, like time's running out. The next wrestler is the wrestler who's got white. <laughs> Three, four, one. I, this is gonna be absolutely awful, but amazing.
1: Just, I, if you, if, the best things in wrestling are the things that make four people laugh. Yeah. It's like if you can make yourself laugh, everybody also join in if you know you've done something just to make you laugh.
2: Do you know? Uh, what, do you know? I'm actually like, as you guys are talking like that, I'm actually now thinking about how that would work. I'm actually now trying to think about how we would put a raffle rumble in place. It's 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 a yeah. It was in like, my head. Like, like completely, like, say, like like cl- not not gimmicks, like not like saying okay. So next, I'm going to draw this, and that's the number you'll have. But yeah. right? you just pretend right. you've got that number, and you go. And I'm actually thinking, you know, if we do it like the jam house, right? right. You know, you've got the balcony of the jam house. Just yeah. the whole match, it. they're just all around there at the top, right there. <laughs> Jump down as well. Yeah, want uh, to uh, to run down a little fire exit and right? out the back. And then and then you're just going okay, uh, three four one. Oh look, just to pick on Shady. It's Shady.
1: Come on, get, come
2: on
0: down. Come on. You know I always do that anyway. Any idea I have, I'll always say. Uh, oh, this oh, is okay. just a joke anyway. I know. Aye, um, aye, I'll
1: cut out you saying that. We get the, <laughs> <laughs> the power of the edit button. There you <laughs> go. But other than the raffles, then as we get towards time, cause I know you're got to have some of Glasgow's finest Mexican cuisine. Oh,
2: Taco Bell. Mm. You ever had Taco Bell before? No. Oh, what, what's, been,
1: what's been some of your highlights of your time running Discovery <laughs> uh, between events and matches or just moments you're like, I'm glad uh, I, uh, we made the right thing, we go ahead and do this.
2: Yeah. Um, there's so many matches. You know, there's so many matches that we can look back on over the past few years. I think that, for me, has been the best thing. It's just been some of the match, the match quality... People can walk away with it and can remember for for years yeah. that I was there and I saw this match. The two matches that Joe Coffey had with Chris Hero in Port Town Hall were like just out of this world. Um, actually, the Tomasa Champa Joe Coffey uh, Joe Coffey will like become a running theme in this. Obviously, there's those those types of matches like Hero yeah. Coffey Champa Hero. But actually, the two out of three falls match between Lewis Garvin yeah. and Joe Coffey. On our third anniversary show last year as a, as, a, as, a, as a moment which will stick with me for discovery because it's the two guys that we identified at the very start of the yeah. journey that we went these are the two guys who are going to build this yeah. these are the two guys that we're going to put everything on their shoulders you know and they're the ones who can really build discovery and bring people into discovery on their matches and what they can do yeah and then just as naturally over time progressed their different stories, their different journeys brought them closer and closer together to the point of the third anniversary show when they finally got like a two out of three Falls match. Yeah. And it was it was it was incredible, you know. But you can
0: watch free on YouTube, the whole show is up to stop. Oh I no, that's it. Go back, <laughs> watch it for free on YouTube. But, yeah, you, you, you put, but that yeah. um, that Go match
2: ahead, that match for me is a culmination yeah. of a lot of work over years to get to yeah. that point. And that's something that, that you know, a big payoff like that because People expect oh it's an anniversary show, which means you're going to bring in uh, this international star to take on your champion. It's two guys from here. It's two guys who were with us at the very start, who built up with us, Um, and that was it. Because that was that anniversary event was supposed to be the first time we did the exchange main hall. Like we booked that, and that was going to be the first time we did it. But then the elite came up earlier in the year and we had to find a yeah. big enough space. But that was supposed to be the first time we did the, the exchange. And the fact that it was main event, by two of our guys who'd been there with yeah. us from day one. So I think that for me is like being a kind of a kind of marquee kind of moment for us. I'm going to jump in this
0: because actually I was saying it's me and you are the yeah. only people that have been at every discovery show.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, there you go, fun fact. So I'm gonna throw a match in as well because um <laughs> I was the first employee to discover your trust. this is great, it should be just me. Come in, you, you you bring yourself in I was you, dis- yeah. Come on, let's start it again now would just yeah, be let's, 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 let's start let's start the let's whole start thing again. again. Turn it off now, Stephen, let's start <laughs> again. again. Uh, no. So for for me it was Lewis and Saber. Yeah. Because I know we talked about it well you talked about it earlier and ignored me, so I just fell asleep. Um <laughs> but that really showed what Lewis could do. Yeah. all of a sudden he's in there and you you know you could talk to Saban about it as I did afterwards and he went, he matched him you know and he, he, there was no sort of oh he carried him through the match or anything he really did that um, I don't know there's been, there's
1: just no, yeah. no. I think that's it's, something very you say about people matching people because last year I went to the Ring of Honour show, it uh, was at the Corn exchange last year mm-hmm. because it was like oh it's something different to try. so I paid the 70 quid got front row watched them at the event, and I went away from it going, I don't think they were much better than the guys I see on a regular basis for much less than this. Yeah. And then they came back this year and I've not went to the two events. And that's not me just like kissing the arse of the Scottish scene. It's yeah. because I know where I get my value. If I, if yeah. I can get six show tickets, five, six show tickets for all these different shows against one show but I don't think it was, much, it was far much better and you see that when you see the likes of the, like the elite coming in so the Young Bucks mm-hmm. then, so the, uh, the Young Bucks and Kenny against Joe BT and, and Lewis. Lewis and the story of that match wasn't like the, like the guys coming in got to show their stuff but the story that was showing Aspen's always there interfering yeah. and then that then led to you had the
2: whole feud between uh, them two uh, well yeah. even be BT was involved in yeah. the title kind of picture of yeah, them so as they yeah all yeah. kind of
1: interacted but it was the interaction the focus was on they're trying to tell a story of our guys but yeah. these guys are here and that's for all the, like, the casual people coming in you can see these guys get to see them do all the greatest hits but mm. the story of that was then built and that then went to the anniversary show so you've seen all the interference and stuff and then Joe had to overcome it and seeing the guys that you guys have got in the ring with these are seen as like the top tier mm-hmm. of the wrestling at the moment in demand all across the world yeah like well our guys are as good we don't think we should because there is a well-known thing of the scottish cringe of well, we always don't think we're as good as we say we are mm-hmm. and all these things and we doubt ourselves and give ourselves but when you see our guys now you see that now everybody getting picked up in so many places it was one of the eye-opening things for me in terms of the difference between there isn't a difference between our guys and their guys, mm-hmm. our guys are just as good as anyone in the world, as well trained. The difference is exposure. Yeah.
2: yeah, it's just about getting that word out. It's it's the fact that like you know the the internet talks about um, all the, the the guys who are obviously involved with Ring of Honor, because you yeah. see them and they're so well promoted and they've got like a lot of power behind them. Um, so you see it all, you know, and, and they're really good at getting their things out there. So you'll see them more often, and then you'll be like, okay, they're they're yeah. they're the, the top guys in the world. But you put them in the ring with the guys that you, you you won't see as often yeah and they can hold their own um and we've always found that you know from from, from day one because our, our first ever main event first ever main event was great like i'm just i know, obviously i'm biased but that mike mondo versus joe coffee main event that really uh, was. i don't know if you've ever gone back and watched that match no well Do it's right. sort it's pretty it's, pretty it's, free on youtube discovery on YouTube. wrestling on youtube it's free it's totally free is it free? the last
0: event we put up was the year three one and then so there's right yeah yeah so but like it's
2: up we, on there the first we put up the mike mondo joe coffee match was just that was like an example because mike mondo is such a talented individual like people will obviously best remember him for spirit squad he was mike in the spirit squad yeah. but beyond that when he went to ring of honor and uh, oh yeah know, um, and and he was such a talented guy, and, and we thought, right, well, we'll put this as a main event. People are probably not really familiar with the Mike Mondo name, um, but like when Joe and Mondo went out there and just put on just an unbelievable match, and you've seen how you know how talented Mondo is, but Joe was holding his own in there, yeah. and that's just a great, great example of our guys can absolutely hold it with the best yeah. in the world. Can't yeah. recommend it enough. That match.
1: So just in closing, then, so just want to promote the next couple of shows you've got going up. Yep. So you've got the, um, well, your event, you, you sell it. Uh,
2: September 2nd. September 2nd, there's
0: a huge tag match, King uh, of the North. Kings of the North. Kings of the North. There's going to be two of them, not just yeah, one. And just it's and just like one. my commentary and everything. wrong. Yeah, yeah. So
2: the king, the Kings of the North, they call themselves the Kings of the Real North. The Real North. There we go. Yeah, the, the Real Red Kings hand. of the Real North. Um, they're going up against Polo Promotions. Who are back. Yeah. With us in September, September second, September second at, at the Jam House, Jam House at Edinburgh on a Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. And, and, uh, easy to uh, Stephen. It, yeah, it, absolutely. It, it, uh, yesterday. Yesterday. Oh yeah. we have I Jordan Devlin uh, is back with us. He's going up against Kenny Williams. Yep. Uh, so that'll be terrific. Both two, two NXT UK go, guys. Yeah, there we go. Thanks. That's okay. uh, i just help you. You just keep pushing me along. Um, <laughs> yes. there we have uh, two hotter than hell uh quarterfinals. We've yes. Got Irvin Garrett, the bone collector. That's right. Do you know why they call him the bone collector? Because uh, well, I saw what somebody said
0: once, and I'll say him that.
2: No, we not um, um,
0: because he um collects bones. He collects
2: bones. That's why they call him are, the bone collector. Fact there we go uh, uh, interesting ones interesting ones as well. uh, this Bonk- year's winner
1: of the, well, the inaugural Drew Galloway Invitational Wrestling
2: Tournament. yeah yeah no, Ir- Irvin Garrett's a phenomenal young talent Um, I've known him before his day since we his, his exactly. got into yeah, wrestling he's a, yeah. he's a very he's talented well. young man and he's uh, just amazing Like how quickly he's come on uh, he's yeah. a student of the game, loves his Japanese wrestling
1: For, former guest um, if anybody wants to go back and look at the back yeah, catalog right, yes. so, and he's
2: going up against the comeback kid Liam Thompson Mm-hmm. so uh, we've got two guys at very different stages of their careers uh, the other quarter final of the Hartland Hell tournament taking place is the Wild Man our friend of the show yep. uh, Andy Wild uh, going up against a guy who's never wrestled in Scotland before um, from your neck of the Fr- woods from my, my, my friend young Ed I remember him Pride of Wales Back in the day,
0: I thought you were the back Pride of Wales.
2: Why, why are you not the Pride of Wales? I, I just let him just, say that every now and, just, and then. Just about yeah. a
1: little bit of feedback you gave me a, a, one of my episodes. You can't just give his first name. It? You it's can't call him Ed. You need to give his full
0: name. What is it? I'm not the host, though. Oh. You've got to, yeah, Ed, Ed, yeah, you've got to Ed, plug Eddie. me along. You're learning, kid. You're <laughs> Ed, learning. Ed, Eddie Dennis. Yeah, you, young Ed, 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 Edward Dennis. or Eddie Lizard, as he used to be known. You love that.
2: Yeah, like. I don't Ed, know why they don't call you Pride of Wales. Are you the shame of Wheels? The shame of Wales, yeah. Darren T. Goss. Is that what yeah. we're going to call you in the future? So we've got that. That's uh, how With many matches have we announced? Four. Yes. Is that all we've announced so far? I don't know. I can't pay attention
0: to this. You've got me all over the place. I still don't know what I did uh, yesterday. You know, you
1: know, if yeah. you want to accidentally reveal something, I'll take a show exclusive.
2: When's, when's this going up? When, when? Uh, end of the week. End of the week? Well, you put another okay. one up by then, will not you? Yeah, I'll announce another one. I've got... Yeah, okay. Well, well let me have a look. I'll... You can no, cut what? this little
0: bit out. Well, oh, no, no, don't cut this out. We'll we'll well, this, this is the best bit. Well, this is where I have to look at the discovery page. <laughs> so
2: is, No, we have only announced four matches. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah. Because I've yeah. got another three to 9 I'll go on
0: Instagram because the Instagram is Instagrams. In- your than Because it's more on the ball. The Instagrams fantastic. I don't yeah, yeah. I think we've we'll so only
2: announced nice four. four. There's only a four, yeah. There's only four. But by the time the show goes up, by the time your podcast goes up, see the earlier stuff in the podcast. Just scrap all of that stuff. Right. Just stick with it. We could restart this with us. Like, I think so. Yeah. You, you, you kind of keep me going here. Um. Well. Well.
1: Yeah. Okay. going. Go 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 go. Give me a show exclusive. Yeah. A show me a man exclusive. It's going to be right.
2: If this is if this podcast isn't going up until Friday. Yeah. You're not allowed to tell anybody. I um, won't well, so it. Because I'll put up a video tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'll do it tomorrow, will I? I don't know what you're gonna say. So I because I okay. forget
0: everything you tell but me anyway. Can't so. give it an well, we've got it.
2: a situation with the women's championship. Oh, there now you go. go you that one. Yeah. Yeah. A new number one contender. There you go. Yeah. But do we do we really have a new number one contender? Because, mm. um, um, as you'll see, I'm not gonna give, well, I could give the story away because it's going up till Friday.
1: Yeah.
2: Are we replacing the Chuckle Brothers here? Is this what's going on? Uh, uh, I don't know what's Tuesday. going on, I'm oh. far too sober <laughs> for this. Oh God, well, um, as, as you'll have seen this week, uh, on Tuesday, we uploaded the video on Tuesday of uh, the backstage uh, shenanigans, shenanigans, there's that word again. Yeah. Uh, the backstage goings on, um, involving uh, Nina Samuels, Viper and Sammy, uh, which, you know, I was on my phone organising the, the anniversary show uh, talking about zombies and stuff and Nina approached me and, and she made a good point that there was interference in her match it doesn't matter if it was just an ice cream that yeah. Sammy Jane used but there was interference and Sammy, Sammy mm.
1: shouldn't have been involved in that match it's but so he great. shouldn't have
0: let go down there anyway you've got these two friends against poor innocent well, innocent
1: well, well you know, I'm, I am, I'm the diplomat in all if you've this, got a couple it, of women with, with a couple of inflatables it's very hard to say no
2: Well, you you know, in the interest of fairness, I'm all about fairness, Um, you know, Sammy shouldn't have been there, and she shouldn't have shoved an ice cream in Nina's face. Exactly. So, you know, ultimately, that does count as interference, it plays on Nina, like someone else being there, so... You know, I, I agreed with her, and everybody was there, you, as you'll have seen in this video that we posted back on Tuesday, because this is now Friday. <laughs> yeah, uh, this, we're is, we're Friday, this is Friday, this is podcast yeah. is up. Marshall, so it's Sunday, don't worry. So, yeah, we announced, so it's now a triple threat, Right. September 2nd, so Sammy's defending her title against both Viper and Nina Samuels, so we have a triple threat there women's you match. Well, if,
1: you're, if this is now Friday, and you've told it on Tuesday, it's not really exclusive show then, is it? you
2: all right, is do we need right? to give you another exclusive? Well, what, what,
1: to... what's the other two matches? Well, the give give, give the poster. There's, there's another two women left. Oh, and yeah. C- in, c- in that case, in that. yeah, there, there, is
2: a, there is a match and exclusive for um, Tuck of the Draw. I Tuck knew that. Draw. I knew that. <laughs> uh, for the Tuck of the Draw podcast. Here's the exclusive. We're going to do two more NXT UK stars. Can go head to head. Yes, yes. Charlie Thank Morgan you. versus Isla Dawn. There you go. Yeah, you oh, how'd you like that?
1: Yep. Would, you, would you buy a ticket for that? I've already bought a ticket. Well, he's already bought I'll a buy ticket. Buy another one because it's so, <laughs> such a good match. You can watch it twice. I nearly do, and I was saying this to Fiona. I'll start again because it sounded like I forgot who she was. As I was saying to Fiona <laughs> when I was talking to her after the show yesterday, yeah. after encouragement on come Sunday.
2: Home. This is Friday. Yeah, this is Friday. This was, was weeks ago. ago. This was days I ago. I have no idea. Someone anymore. might listen to this in four months. As
1: you don't say said, yesterday. As I was saying to yeah. her, there's times where you guys announce matches where I nearly buy a ticket again. Oh, because right. something else comes up we don't mind if you do mm-hmm. <laughs> so i bought the ticket already when i'd seen the poster going up because mm. so, I, I, I know i'm going to enjoy the show anyway yeah. and then when it, when it announced kings and north of the polos i was like oh i went to go in, i was like i better check my wee folder where i keep all my tickets saved and made sure that i hadn't uh, I'd already bought a ticket well there you go uh, I, just, hate, I hate that, that folder not, that's not been there's
2: phones over there just if you grab it and delete the folder <laughs> that's fine yeah yeah um, so there, there there's yeah, a, an well, exclusive yeah, talk
0: of the draw. The, well, I, I'm gonna I say something is. else as well. It's not an exclusive because, right. but Uh-oh. probably my personal favorite thing that's ever gonna happen in Discovery will be in November.
2: Oh God, November. Trust yeah. me, because well, you that's did that's say plug short. the next couple of shows, yeah, didn't yeah. you? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's, all that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Trust I, me, so November. Oh, I'll well, say a bit more. Well, if you, oh, I'm, not, your... I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, going to spill all my beans. I can't get you in I'm, trouble, but I'm, you can get have, me in oh, trouble. Beans. On I'll spill, well, Captain Beanie. Uh, I'll spill uh, a lot of Captain Beanie. I'll tell that story. Uh, <laughs> 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 that's not a secret. All, all <laughs> the went out. <laughs> right. right, come on, let's get November. Out. <laughs> uh, well, November's going to be. We're going to use November as our anniversary show, rather than, rather than adding another event, and adding like another venue and asking people to pay another ticket price. Um, because there's so much going on in Edinburgh with wrestling this year, that people have been asked to pay a heck of a lot of money to come as see wrestling. Because it's not just it's obviously not just wrestling events, but there's lots of Q and A and fan meetings. Stupid Q and As. That's not <laughs> <He doesn't> that's <laughs> me. That's me <laughs> saying, it, not the owner. It's the fat commentator. <laughs> stupid Q
0: and As. People pay stupid money for. No, no. Instead no. of coming to a lot of them are race. good.
2: A lot of them are good. Like a lot of them. Are I'm a joke
0: and I love everyone.
2: Um. <laughs> So that you know, so we're keeping the anniversary show to something that we already had planned for November. Yeah. Um. So it's at the Jam House. Uh, for one day only, it's going to become the Slaughterhouse. Right. Uh, we're going all out horror because it's just after Halloween. It's just a couple of days, a few days after Halloween. Yeah. Days, yeah. Um. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's going to be absolute horror theme. Right. Uh, and see if you see if you like zombies. Oh boy. Yes. Well,
1: there was already like, in the Discovery fans chat yesterday. Uh, Alana's birthday. Yeah, uh, i said about people dressing up. So I've already committed that I'll come and fancy dress for it. See, I've always uh, said she's you should be well, So there's already people coming up with ideas. <laughs> um, so I need like to speak to West Lothian's primary. Yeah, well dress. I've one, got a costume one, type for it. One-armed single creator uh, yeah. to get my outfit for the day. But all right, uh, okay.
2: Yeah. I think I know where you're going with that. Yeah. Um, so uh, you've got to dress up as a, a wrestler, but as a wrestler as a zombie. Yeah. I got not do a damn thing. No, can you? Look, you, I think you would look quite good as a zombie. Um... I don't think you could dress us. Oh, There's not enough <laughs> oh, a... money. Well,
1: not, it wouldn't be nudus, but. Uh, you could oh, dress. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I
2: don't know who that guy is. <laughs> um, no, you no, could, no. you can maybe dress as like a zombie King Kong Bundy. I think you'd be quite good as like. Uh, I'll, I'll like, dress. Get, as... get you in a black singlet, like just one over one shoulder, like just sit by the comfort table. I'll, I'll, d- like I'll dress as a handsome young Yeah, uh, yeah. So no, we're, go- we're going out all out horror themed for November fourth, yeah, because I love horror movies, love zombie films, yeah, um, and you you've seen the kind of match the the, the event poster ten- yep. announcing the date. Uh, it's a um, it's, it's it's incredible, and so we're gonna we're gonna follow that up really, and we've got a world. I believe I'm gonna have to do a bit more researching because I've not seen anything on it online yet. But I think we're going to do a world's first. I I've been looking and I can't see anything like it. A world's first match type. Yeah. Right. Um, going along this horror team. Right. So, it's 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 going to be something, something special. It's going to be a spectacle. It's going to be.
1: And that's something people clamour for in wrestling. is talk about that. Like events aren't unique enough anymore. Yeah. When we were growing up, we had things like like a Halloween havoc or things like that. So to see. And especially around halloween so i mean i
2: mean i could i mean it could look hokey as, as heck you know, it, it could look terrible there's that possibility
1: but there, there is i'll just stop you there how can something look hokey as hell when you're watching grown men in their past <laughs> pretending to fight right there's a little you can but,
2: get <laughs> but for what we're doing what we're planning for this kind of world's first matchup type right like it could look incredible it could look oh my god this is something like i've n- never seen anything like this Or it could look really cheap and nasty, and be like, they've built this up to be something But
0: either way, it's going to be incredibly entertaining. Buy a ticket, all
1: tickets available will be on your website
2: yep shop.discoverywrestling.com is where you can find all our tickets there you go Um, if you like what I'm wearing today because you can see people on podcasts <laughs> if you're not watching us then you're obviously doing it wrong you uh, just, the, I'll just it for him it's very,
1: very fetching um, blue uh, Discovery football style t-shirt yes and the black and yellow Discovery but he is um, he? I'm always naked marking. from the waist down
2: yeah yes, everything it's... else I'm not wearing anything else other than my Discovery Wrestling hoodie and Discovery Wrestling football t-shirt uh, which you can get at unknown dot uk. Yes, yep. I think it's personal or personal clothing, but parts yeah. clothing in the UK. If you search
1: them; it brings it up the first Google search. because yeah. I have used them to uh, got the yellow. Yeah. Surprise! Surprise to everyone. Discovery. It's all about the wrestling T-shirt. I didn't.
2: I didn't even notice. I didn't even know we did the yellow ones. <laughs> no really i didn't know they had the option if, if anybody was going to find yellow it was going
1: to be me because uh, I,
2: I designed that t-shirt right but i didn't design it on yellow right i like that right. that logo so, and everything that, aye. like me me and my best pal had a few beers and you know he's a graphic designer we, we came up with that kind of thing okay and um there so when know. i see people wearing that t-shirt i'm like oh yeah doesn't that says uh, no, yeah. this is what, yeah. uh good
1: but stuff is november,
2: november 4th like i'm telling you i'm, I'm excited yeah it's going like, to be it's going to be something special but september 2nd we really need people to get behind us for september 2nd um and 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 i've, I've posted on the discovery um on, on the discovery page yep. about how people kind of won't realize at first how important september 2nd is for us as a company it's a kind of a real marker right. for us to see how we're, how we're doing right um um and it probably never become clear to folks but Certainly, from a personal point of view, and what we're trying to do with September second, yeah. um, this event is kind of more important than people will realise. Right. So that's why, like, if people support Discovery, and want to see Discovery continue long into the future, keep doing what we're doing, then we really need to see everybody there on September second. Right. And the September 2nd we'll tell you all about what we're planning for November as well. Yeah. Like world's first.
0: But personally as well, I want I want to say something, and that is ultimately that. There's a lot of things obviously people aren't going to know but there's a lot of decisions that have been taken to benefit purely the fans this is a f- company that is there for the fans nothing else and that's why it's so important that the fans just continue to support us so we can keep bringing you these discovery shows yeah because there's a i'm not going to go on about who you know who has more help or where what the other because that's completely irrelevant but again we talked about the independence and it's your company that's why I've, I've said it a million times on the the discovery wrestling fan page on facebook it's your company yeah. so let's let's keep it going let's keep it going
1: no and um, i'm looking forward to i'm going to wait till after the show i'm going to ask you why that was if it wasn't made clear on the show yeah I do like that reason, but I'd, I'd seen that as uh, something i'd seen coming up um we said about it i was like oh, there's, there's something there and that's mm-hmm. what got me i like surprises as a wrestling fan and knowing the things and seeing things do good and do well and one of the reasons i've got you on doing this yeah and, and likewise do you know what it's like, just about seeing letting people know because I, I know as i said it was said earlier on in it, there's a big concentration of wrestling companies in the, in the west of scotland mm-hmm. and if you've got something in your doorstep it is a bit of effort to go and pay extra to travel to go to this other place. Sure. and because you're away a bit longer more money and fruit and all these sort of things but i definitely think that disco, go in the same way like we're talking about people who are going down to target if somewhere's good and you a really good experience from it, then mm-hmm. I can turn around and say something quite happily and go, "You should definitely go there because you'll get your money's worth and it's worth that extra time." And yeah. that's what I want to try and get the message out for here: is, is, that it is worth. It may, it may feel like, or why do I need to? If I've got something I could open a window to see, why should I go and get in a train to go and see something else? But definitely I think, well, why you just go mm-hmm. on the whole experience and how people leave it it's definitely, it's definitely yeah. a company people should be investing time and money and going to see.
2: Likewise yeah. it's probably another reason like we don't put the full shows up now on, on YouTube or whatever because so. we want people to come and experience it yeah. so we'll give you a little nibbles online uh, not like not literal nibbles yeah but we'll, we'll give you a little oh tasters yeah little nuggets just, little disco nuggets it's just too little things online where you can just get a snippet of what we do but the best way to, to experience discovery is to come and see it live, to get right involved in the crowd participation. Yeah. Someone someone posted yesterday about, um, you know, they've only recently started coming to Discovery Shows and they feel like it's a it's a proper family community. Yeah. You know, there's a proper community within the Discovery Crowd where people are making friends and people yeah. are meeting each other and are you know, becoming friends. You know, a lot, lot of people come to Discovery Shows by themselves and they meet people who have become friends. There's a kind of real kind of friendship and community that's grown within the Discovery Crowd. And it's awesome to see, you know, and that's you, the only way you can experience what Discovery is all about is actually by coming to one of our events. Uh, I mean, we can, we'll talk about it all day, all night, you know, we'll, we'll take up four hours yep. of your podcast and like, you know, talk about obviously we're biased and how, how good we think the product is. But the only way for people to experience it is to come along, yep. enjoy it, take part. And then if they enjoy it, they'll come back.
1: No, I definitely recommend it. I just I the only thing I want to say is just something that was a really nice moment. So mm. all the stuff we uh Young Kira yes. uh, has yeah. been going on. There was the shows at the last Jam House show uh, where we recorded a lot of messaging things and seeing like the interaction you guys have had and mm-hmm. a lot of other things for it. And that's the things that are outside of wrestling that just kinda build that in and seeing the kind of support and yeah. you know, like the fundraising and stuff like that. And that's just a nice moment. It's just it is how the people that go to shows and stuff and yeah. giving people memories and being involved in things like that and like last year, like the Scott Rennick show, The Reckless and things like that. It's not always although you say it's all about the wrestling there's a lot of things that make it outside of the wrestling as yeah, well yeah it's because well wrestling's about so
2: much you know like so when we talk about all about the wrestling you know that means a lot of things to a lot of people yeah totally yeah. and you know like the, the things like kira you know you know i was at home just watching the the, the news and it, came up, it comes this story about this young girl um who's been battling cancer umpteen times and she's in edinburgh yeah and her dream is to one day become a wrestler do you know? And she's got neuroblastoma. It's similar to like you know Connor, uh, Connor the Crusher. Yep. You know, and and it was just like this this young lass, and and it was just like God. You know, surely there's something we can do. You know, mm. obviously you know they were raising hundreds of thousands of pounds. But even if there's just a little something we can do, yeah, it, You know, and and because wrestling fans again, you know, we're talking about community. We're talking about friendship within wrestling. Wrestling fans will connect with that and go. We want to help this girl, and and that's all it's about. It was just all about going and going. Okay you know there's not much we can do in terms of raising hundreds of thousands of pounds but we can certainly help raise awareness of our cause yeah, yeah. and you know getting everybody invested in it and and you know and, and kira's been over to new york now and, and has surgery and is still recovering you know and, and we will follow our progress all the time um, on, on our facebook page and hopefully one day hopefully one day she'll she'll get to live out her dream of yes. being a wrestler oh, and, will, and yeah, you know we'll help her and like who knows kira the machine and then discovery wrestling ring one day that would be But
0: selfishly, she, um, as much as we would want to do these things to sort of show her that so many people support her, so many people are behind her, she's, an absolutely ridiculous, you know, incredible. I don't even know how to put it into words, but what an inspiration. Yeah. Really, just watching what she does Mm -hmm. and how she acts, she is such an inspiration, and she will, she makes everybody better. She gives much more to people than they can ever give to her. Yeah, and
2: the same with, like, the Scott event yeah Scotty the butcher at at reckless because we all love scotty man like scotty like i've known scotty for years and like he's just the 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 best guy like just Mm -hmm. an unbelievable guy like and and like like we'll sit we'll sit backstage at shows and we'll just we'll just keep coming up with stupid puns (laughs) it's all we do like and we drive we drive like the backstage mental me and scotty i'll just sit there and we'll just pun 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 (laughs) and people will be like oh my god will you stop do you know and um, because he again brings like so much enjoyment to people like yeah. and just being a, such a great guy to deal with so like when, when 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 there's someone in need then yeah absolutely you know these kind of events show yeah. you that wrestling is yeah. about more than what happens just who wins a match you yeah. know it's about more
1: no that isn't, it's that sense of community and that's what there's a lot of shows I end up at now is kind of out of habit but it's because of the people I see mm-hmm. so, um, so I see like Mr. and Mrs. Wilson yeah. um, at every show of that so kind of always have a chat with them and uh, like paul michelle and jared that i go to the shows with um so i see them more than i see more and family because i see them once twice a week yeah and there's all these other people i see all these kind of different clusters so like a couple of people talk, like know through like the discovery fans page and um, but not everybody in facebook things like that's got like a proper profile picture or something. i've no idea who you are that's like mm-hmm. can you find me so it's like mm-hmm. people came a couple of, more people came up yesterday and was like a higher so some oh totally know what I expected you to be and things like that. And then you yeah. start talking to people and then things build and that's how you end up in all these different things. And it's all about, to me, certainly over the last week or so, wrestling's about moments mm. and memories and those things that stick with you. And there's been plenty of like them I've had for discovery as well. So uh, thanks to everybody involved in it. Uh, oh, God, well, the guys I great a yeah. Again, I'll let everybody in, in it. These guys who came through to Glasgow to do it, they're an edinburgh company, but just in terms of oh, his love of Mexican food, yeah, I have a convenience for myself. It Taco. came through to have this chat. And, okay.
2: Maybe if I keep saying Taco Bell enough and this podcast gets spread far and wide, maybe Taco Bell will give me yeah, some free Taco I'll Bell. definitely include Taco Bell in Just tag Taco Bell, Taco yeah, bell and when you, when, a, you when, it tweet, line, out, when I tweet out, about it. It,
1: I'll put a message to Taco Bell and see if we can Taco get a voucher or something and put
2: through. Maybe maybe a sponsorship. Maybe Taco Bell can sponsor the anniversary show. What do you think? Uh, Brody by Taco, you to, bell. Taco, Taco, Taco bell. bell. Taco Bell, oh, Taco, got, bell. Got Taco, Taco Bell. Taco Bell, Taco Bell. If it is a
1: potential two shows, you all need food.
2: Oh yeah absolutely Oh good idea Great Yeah Taco Bell like Between the two events Taco Bell Nothing but Taco Bell just Taco, Taco Bell, Bell's great. Taco Bell Yeah if you like Mexican food Taco Bell we'll Make it happen Taco Bell Don't yeah, disappoint me. Yeah on Taco right. Bell okay. i okay. Taco, Taco Bell. Bell We
1: keep saying we to, to Hit stop and they start Recording again yeah. So the next hour Will just be us repeating Taco, Taco Bell. Bell
2: Taco Bell How many puns can you get With Taco Bell I don't so know, so you know. Mean, In a wrestling sense Taco Bell Pause oh, Town Hall I should oh, have said Port okay. Taco Bell oh, Town Hall There we go Right
1: Well. And on that bombshell We'll stop it there. So I'll make it an a wee thing. Ring so if you've listened this far, I want you to retweet uh, or share a Facebook page with your favourite Taco Bell based wrestling pun, and let's see how many we can get through the next <laughs> week. Uh, um, and I'll provide a, a signed foam finger from a show I've been at to whoever comes up with the best. There was one. one
2: there was one. Um, there was another podcast I did like a, a couple of years there was ago. There's no such thing as another podcast. But well, there, <laughs> an, there was there was another couple of guys I spoke to who were online a couple of years <laughs> ago. Old. Who who made it? Who who made a point that all our venues from portobello um which we now can call taco Bello. um,
0: um maybe if taco oh, bell wise up yeah with taco bell oh, where yeah. are you Rude.
2: that they made the, the thing that all our venues were food related yes they were jam house yep. corn exchange corn exchange portobello was a mushroom as well oh it's a mushroom yes. yeah yeah there
0: yeah that's what i mean that was one of them oh was it Have we okay. ever done anywhere else no well, we've done well.
1: Uh, so, if great. we want to see where you're going to go in the future, we have to, to be to a, a food, venue related form of food yeah. link. Well, well, we're not
0: interested. Yeah you've got to keep this. Yeah, somewhere. but before
2: we before we before we stop, I just want to say something about you as well. Oh, oh and, and and these podcasts and Darren knows this as well. Like that, like Darren like says, listen to this podcast, listen to this podcast, listen And I I very rarely listen to podcasts. I, I like wrestling podcasts because like so much of my life is wrestling. Yeah. Um. That I don't really listen to a lot of wrestling podcasts because most wrestling podcasts are about people saying, "Oh, I would have done this. Or, if I was in charge, I would have done this." critiquing a show from top to bottom uh, this and that and that's all uh, it's fine uh, but I like your podcast and I listen to your podcast and I listen to it every time you put up a new episode because I like hearing people's stories and, and I think you're doing like from from, from what you've done starting and, and giving people the platform to tell their stories I think you're doing something tri- really really incredible um, the quality of them and, and, and just telling the stories of people involved in Scottish Wrestling and I think you're doing a hell of a job getting out there and I just want to say thank you on behalf of us for giving us an opportunity to
1: yes, do this, yeah. and on behalf of all the wrestlers who who, who, who are given time to, thank you. I'm not blushing. That was brought to you by Taco Bell. Well, very nice words from Alan at the end. Not sure if they've got the Taco Bell endorsement yet, but must be on its way. How many times we mentioned it there? So you'll find Disco Wrestling at at Disco Wrestling on Twitter. You'll find them Discovery Wrestling on Facebook. If you've not been to a show go and look get a ticket for well, the shows coming up not sold out by the time you read this because they do and have been selling out in advance you do get some tickets come back up available but best not to chance it getting there quick so go on their shop it's shop.discoverywrestling.com and you can see all the information there it takes you to all the ticket information for the upcoming shows so september some really big matches and then that one you just had announced there and the November show, so they're talking at the moment, potentially being two shows split up, um, with a bit of a break in the middle, for the result to go and get food etc, and a lot of wrestling in a day, but what's wrong with a lot of wrestling in a day, and it's going to be a fancy dress, and you hear me hinting there, what I've been pushed towards, as being my costume, so eh, I might do it, not me, I like an adventure, but for that, again, thanks for listening, Makes all the difference. I'm away quick because I've got a wedding this weekend and I need to go and get all my stuff ready. So, I won't be any wrestling, but you go enjoy your wrestling.